From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Very special guest for you today, Kirk Bauer, the CEO of Disabled Sports USA. Kirk, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, George, uh, delighted to be on uh, your uh, program. Now, you were just out here at Breckenridge, Colorado, and uh, putting on the Hartford Ski Spectacular. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly. Well, the Hartford Ski Spectacular uh, is is a winter sports event, uh, the largest of its kind, and basically anything to do with winter sports is offered at this event for people with disabilities. So there's learn to ski, there's learn to adaptive snowboard, there's uh, Nordic skiing, there's biathlon, which is skiing and and shooting, Uh, there's sled hockey, ice skating. And um, and curling. So, you know, just basically all the winter sports are offered for people with disabilities. And it includes uh, participants from all over the country. We had uh, close to 800 uh, there this week uh, doing something uh, having to do with winter sports. We have a very large program now for our wounded warfighters coming back from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and all the insurgent wars in Africa. Uh, and they were learning uh, the sport at the same time from Walter Reed and other hospitals in the military. So, and we have a very active youth program. We had a training camp for our E-team, which is our young disabled uh, skiers and snowboarders who are uh, hopeful that they'll be in the Paralympics sometime in the future. So it's just a a great, great event. But one of the most important things we do this week uh, at the Hartford Ski Spectacular in Breckenridge, Colorado, is to have a national PSIA, AASI, Adaptive Academy, and that academy teaches uh, volunteer and paid instructors from all over the country who are members of PSIA uh, the latest adaptive techniques in skiing and snowboarding for people who are blind, who are amputees, who have spinal cord injuries, uh, who have neuromuscular disabilities like cerebral palsy, and so they get the latest techniques on how to teach that and then go back to their ski areas uh, to uh, offer the best instruction anywhere in the country. Now, Kirk, a number of questions have come to mind as you've been chatting. One, you had 800 participants in all these different winter sports. How many volunteers did you get to show up out there? Well, for uh, uh, 200. 200. Um, yes, and 100 of them were PSI instructors who were teaching the sport of skiing and snowboarding and Nordic, uh, but uh, mostly skiing, uh, alpine skiing and snowboarding. And um, uh, those instructors were recruited from, they were some of the best instructors recruited from uh, programs all over the country, including the Breckenridge Outdoor Education Center, which is in Breckenridge, Colorado, and one of our chapters. And um, they helped and did provide the instruction for our wounded, as well as some of the kids and adults learning how to ski and snowboard. Now, Kirk, as you've been talking, I, I've really, it's almost mind-blowing to me how varied and how many different disciplines and adaptive there are. How are you able to focus in on certain skills and uh, the dis- different disciplines that need to be taught? Well, that's a very good question, George. And and the key, I I, I follow what they call the KISS principle: keep it simple, stupid. You know, uh, that's for people like me. And um, so, I, what we try to do is first say this: um, uh, we follow the basic. 
procedures and techniques and methodologies of PSIA, ASI uh, in our instruction manuals. And, and of course, you know, they're now PSIA manuals. But the basic techniques of turning a ski and, and balancing and what have you are followed. And so we start there. But then we make whatever minimal adaptations have to be made to accommodate the person who has a disability. Uh, to keep things simple, there are really basically three different styles or types of adaptive uh, snow sports, standing, sitting, or blind. And uh, and so we we teach methods around all those using basic techniques and principles. Um, if you're standing, you're going to more than likely use a set of crutches with little ski tips we call outriggers on your hands. You may use one ski. You may use two skis, depending on what your disability is. But you're either three-track skiing, because you can picture that with one ski, or four-track skiing with two skis. Uh, they also, if you've ever seen someone walk with a walker, you know, down the street, an older person that, you know, kind of walks along and they're holding on to this frame device that has little wheels on it and they walk along. Well, we take those walkers and we put skis on them. And, uh, and then suddenly the person is skiing with a walker. And that's another method of standing up and skiing. If you're sitting down, if you have some good uh, stomach muscles and you have some good arm muscles, but you may be paralyzed from the waist down or you may be a double leg amputee, uh, you would be on a monoski with, again, those little outrigger devices and you'd be skiing three track. Uh, we also have uh, uh, double skis, you know, by skis, we call them, on a sit down device. And that's for somebody who has a severe disability, like severe cerebral palsy. Or in, in the case of this week, we had a quadruple amputee that was skiing and started out on a by ski uh, and was able to ski down the mountain on intermediate slopes uh, independently. Quadruple amputee uh, was able to uh, ski. Quadruple amputee. That is amazing. So that's that's how we do it. And yes, it does require uh, a fairly sophisticated knowledge of disabilities and equipment, and that's where the training comes in. But the basic principles of turning the ski, uh, rotating, uh, edging, uh, leverage uh, are all uh, applied uh, in our teaching methods so that the instructor can start with just the basics of how to teach a person how to ski or snowboard. I know there have been a lot of developments in equipment uh, over the last year. What are some of the pieces of equipment that came out that you saw at Hartford Ski Spectacular that really stood out to you? Well, um, the, the several things. First of all, we have had uh, – I want to back up and, and, and let your listeners know that uh, snow sports is the most popular uh, set of sports activities that we do. We do over 50 different sports, but the snow sports are the most popular because A, uh, you've got gravity that's doing most of the work in, in, the, in the case of downhill uh, skiing and snowboarding, and you have all of this adaptive equipment that enables almost anyone with a disability to participate. So it's very, very popular uh, for those two reasons. And um, this year, we had some advanced bi-skis 
that are extremely, uh, you know, uh, flexible and extremely accommodating to a lot of people with disabilities, a whole wide range, including, again, people with severe cerebral palsy, uh, uh, single, double, triple, quadruple amputations, uh, severe spinal cord, uh, spinal cord injury, um, uh, severe traumatic brain injury, any of those disabilities, they can accommodate them. And that's one area. The other um, is um, in the areas of prosthetics. They are now making, if you know, it used to be that if you were a below knee amputee, because you could use your knee, and as we know, uh, skiing and a lot of snowboarding is all knees and, and lower uh, lower limbs, uh, you could still ski with a prosthetic device on two skis. Uh, as an above-knee amputee, which is what I am, you take your leg off and you just ski with one ski. Now they have uh, artificial knees that are made for skiing and snowboarding. And uh, an above-knee amputee now can wear their prosthetic and actually, you know, do a very capable job of either skiing or snowboarding with the prosthetic. I have uh, veteran friends that are now doing 360s on their snowboards with the above-knee prosthetic device. So that's another area that's being developed that's really, really exciting because, again, it increases that independence and that activity for those of us who have a disability. And now from the... Uh, modern developments, I'd like you to take us back to how Adaptive was really formed and started in this country. Well, you know, George, it is a really interesting story, and it involves PSIA at the very beginning. Uh, this organization, Disabled Sports USA, was started in 1967 in California by a group of 10th Mountain Division World War II veterans. These are This is the skiing division that uh, came into Italy from the north, from the mountains, and actually freed Italy uh, through a very unconventional means. They didn't land on the beaches of Italy. They, they, they came in through the mountains and uh, defeated the Nazis um, from the mountains. And when they came back, they wanted to stay at seen adaptive skiing in in Europe at the time, and they wanted to start it here. And so Jim Winthers was a 10th Mountain Division veteran, but he was also the president of PSIA Far West. And he um, basically said to us, you're all a bunch of amputees, you're a bunch of veterans, we've never done this before, but we're going to certify you as in ski instructors, and, um, and that we're just going to make it happen. I don't know how we're going to make it happen, we're going to just make it happen. So we made it up right there, 1967 to 6970. And after I learned to ski as an amputee when I got hurt, after I got hurt in Vietnam uh, from a grenade during an ambush, um, I, um, I, I, you know, a lot of us wanted to give back. We wanted to start teaching our fellow veterans how to ski, uh, and we only did skiing for veteran for amputees, three track skiing, and we wanted to, to to give back. And so Jim put us through a three year program. I ended up getting my full certification in PSA in 1974, along with about 11 other uh, Vietnam veterans uh, who were with me, and we all got certified through PSA Far West. That was the beginning of this whole effort to bring adaptive skiing into PSIA and to make it widespread throughout the country so anyone with a disability anywhere where there's a PSIA school could get the opportunity to ski or snowboard. So this has really been a part of your life since its inception. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. 
And I'll tell you, I, I went to law school after I got out of the military. Uh, I was, you know, because of the, the Veterans Administration Voc Rehab Program, I was very lucky to, to be able to go through law school and get, get an education. But I tell people all the time that getting a full certification as one of the first, you know, disabled persons to do that in 1974 through PSIA was as meaningful to me as getting my law degree. It, it was just so exciting to be able to say, I'm a certified ski instructor and I'm proud of that. And, um, and it was just a real turnaround for me. And I got that before I got my law degree, but it was just as important as the law degree. Now, Kirk, anything else coming up from Disabled Sports USA in the near future? Well, we're going to continue to, uh, you know, try to expand both winter and summer sports. We've now gotten, we started out as a winter sports organization, but now we're doing 50 sports. Most of them are summer sports. And uh, our whole goal is to provide training and support for the 125 chapters that are part of our network so they can offer the instruction at the local level. Uh, for those who have a disability. And this is particularly important to have that chapter network, George, because with our wounded warriors coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and some of the uh, insurgency wars, um, once they're leaving the military, they're going back to their homes. And we want to be able to reach them in their homes to teach them. So with our chapter network, whether they move to, you know, Oakland, California, or Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Maine, or Seattle, Washington, or Denver, Colorado, or Boise, Idaho, it doesn't matter. We have chapters there, and they can continue to be involved in both winter sports as well as summer sports uh, through the chapter network of Disabled Sports USA. So that's our big push now. Anything you'd like to say in closing? Well, I, really just that um, we're excited and honored to be partners with PSIA ASI because uh, we see the future of adaptive skiing in its incorporation into all the ski schools, whether we have a chapter of disabled sports or not, all the ski schools of PSI, because that is going to, you know, um, uh, spread the sport and make the sport more available to those of, of us who have a disability in the communities around the country. We have 125 chapters, but PSI ski schools are in the hundreds and they're all over the country. So we're real excited that you folks and disabled sports can work together to spread uh, that discipline and spread that, uh, that type of skiing and snowboarding so more people can participate. Kirk Bauer, CEO of Disabled Sports USA, thanks very much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you. From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.